sounds like nether splat, bitch. <laughs> Natter splat. Natter splat. Natter splat. Natter splat. Natter splat. Natter splat. So imagine you're a person who isn't necessarily inclined to want to take the, the alien RNA. And maybe you don't feel so strongly about it, but or maybe you do. What's your general advice for someone who, right now, it is just voluntary, right? You can just say no. But for those people who maybe... Depends where you are, really. Exactly. And some places will be different, but uh, and we'll see. It's going to start slowly. But, you know, life may be, become more difficult for some people. Um, is this just a matter of principle? Is it like... It, I know for me it is, but I know it's unreasonable to ask everybody of that. So for most people, is there a line that where you say, I said my piece, but I have a family, I have my life to get on with. How do we resist? Is it just about telling people what, what we think about this and then making their own decisions? Well, okay, because we ended the last one with you asking, what can we do? So I don't know how to really answer your current question, but to answer your previous question, what we can do and what um, has been being done so far is um, in protest of all, all of the lockdowns that are going on in Europe. So in the UK, they've gotten or um, after it hit a year of lockdowns, the UK started organizing and now there's multiple groups of people that have organized and there's uh, mail lists that you can contact for every city in the UK. There's an like there's a group in every city that organizes and what they do is they support shops that want to open despite the regulations and what they'll do is they'll have they'll use the skills that the people have that want to help with the situation and that want to unite together. Mm -hmm. How there's some things that they're that they're doing music festivals and you can only come if you're vaccinated there's also people saying like if you're not vaccinated you're fully welcome to come here and we'll accept that and then they're going to send 10 people to stand outside of every shop peacefully to have their cameras at the ready in case the police come and try to unlawfully shut down your business or stop you from doing what you're doing and then oh, of course there's a difference between lawful and legal and a lot of people don't know those differentials and it depends on what country you're in the levels of that as well so what you can do is we can get organized because like we've always grown up being told that we can't govern ourselves and that we need people to tell us what to do and I believe that's just an absolute illusion that's put onto us like we're totally functional human beings and I believe that we are completely capable of governing ourselves mm -hmm. and I was even talking to my girlfriend the other day and she was saying like well I'm doing okay with everything and I'm still able to work but what about all the people that can't work and my thoughts on that are it's as simple as because paying taxes is it's such a fucked up system how the taxes are distributed and, and how they're taken from the people anyway so essentially like if we are like at this time and it really seems like we're there what we could do with the organized groups of people is they could and like and I've heard them in their forums talking about this is that they can 
contact the farmers and if the uh they can get the if the farmers want to stop paying taxes the people can go there and be like we will give you our money and then we will take the food from you and distribute it to the people in the city and if and what you can do is get everybody organized enough and if you get every young person to bring food to an old person once a week and take the responsibility on of actually helping keep your town and city like fed and organized like that is a possibility that would that is something that we can do what you're describing mm -hmm. though is what happens in cultural breakdown so mm -hmm. when when civilizational collapse begins that's how people start behaving more uh they devolve their power into smaller and smaller communities so in some way someone's utopian vision of this sort of localized um more connected more re reliant uh, populace it's also the same as what will happen in societal collapse i believe so when but society isn't that great anyway so what i'm saying is by organize it's like a, a form of decentralization outside of the state which mm -hmm. i i agree with people should have as much power and influence outside of the state they shouldn't be requiring the state to do so much mm -hmm. it should be minimal do things in your community and other ways. But I mean, that's a much broader, broader problem. The idea of authoritarianism or statism in our society. But what I mean is, yes, you've got that idea. I think that was a good answer as in you can resist by opening your business. And if you get together and you collectivize, you make it workable. Mm -hmm. And the idea is, is if you, if enough people do it and you, are conscious to the people around you and it turns out that you're not actually alone then you can do it with collectivization and some courage i think mm -hmm. and it would be the same with the the vaccine you know most people or a significant minority didn't want to it wouldn't be so much of an imposition on your life because it would be impossible to make 40, let's say 40% or 30%, you know, lives, it would just be impossible. But if you can get people to go, we'll ruin your life, it'll be hard. You know, this is all propaganda. Yeah, so when I yeah. say the passport, the co the, co uh, the concerts, the, the, the pub passport, whether this stuff actually happens or not is irrelevant. It's to make you go, oh, let me just get it. I don't want to be have to be... Well, because look, for instance, like you said, like right now it's by choice, but is it everywhere? Like look at Israel, for instance. In Israel, uh, I just watched um, uh, a journalist come back from there and what he reported was extremely like disheartening and worrying. He said that the people that are not getting vaccinated are getting even separated from their families and being forced to live in different areas of the city for the people that don't like sub like submit to that essentially and then they have <clears throat> and they're doing what our worst fear is there already you need the vaccine passport to enter the stores to get your food to do anything there like that's a positive thing And then, the, and, and, a, and I was talking to a doctor, um, here in the Czech Republic and, uh, I asked her how, so I'll tell you, I talked to, um, a doctor and a nurse at two different, uh, clinics. So the doctor was telling me, uh, cause I asked her what she thought about the so-called vaccine. And she said that 
they are waiting to get reports from Israel to see how things are going to go there. And then based on how things are going to go there, then Czech Republic will be um, taking on the vaccine that they use there and will be adopting customs from there. And apparently Israel is a state for medicine that doctors and other places look to for guidance with things. So, but... I don't know if I can trust the media that's out there because like look at so many of the things that have been suppressed in the recent histories out there. Like it's just, it's, it's very questionable and I don't know, like just like with everywhere we're getting misinformation stories are being covered up and I don't know if I can trust the news and media that's coming. Well, that's one thing that's become very malleable because I've hated the media for quite a a long time now. Mm Mm-hmm. But quite recently, people kind of realized that, yeah, they lie and they manipulate and they're propagandists a lot of the time. And people, like, distrust in the media is very high. And yet now people have come back to this idea that they can trust the media. You know, it's not questioned as much. Well, I guess they do, because otherwise, how would you know what's going on around you? Like, everything you know about this. Well, this I, I feel like, and like, I, I even read and I've heard it multiple times as well. Like now more than ever, people distrust the media more That's than ever. I mean. So exactly. Yeah. But it feels like now it's, it's gone back. Like we forgot about. No. That. Yeah. No. Like we're in that now we're in that, that we know that we can't trust what's being fed to us, but they're just beating down the human spirit into submission to where you're going to submit what to what they is. want. So yeah, you're going to submit to what they want because you're just exhausted and you want your life back. You want to be my a, spirit You want to be a human again because like I also read a study that said like the average human needs the equivalent of four hugs a day. So that could be you don't see people for 5 days and then being demoralized, dehumanized and it's, I feel demoralized. Yeah. I don't like that I feel demoralized. And that's because are you getting the equivalent of your four hugs a day? I don't think so. It's I don't well, I think my demoralization <laughs> comes from somewhere else. I feel like I am getting my four hugs a day. If it's just intense You're lucky though. Yeah. If it's just intense in human interaction, I get like four hugs a minute from you. <laughs> and it's just like some of the eye contact is like smog <laughs> looking for Bilbo. So like I'm getting a lot of of those I don't think that's what it is I think that I think we are being demoralized I think it has a massive effect on on everyone when you can't see your friends and your family and you start <laughs> telling yourself it's a small sacrifice it's a small thing and then that turns into okay it's a few months it's a few months well you know it's a year now and everything's changing around you and they're saying this is going to last until 2025 like they want to keep us under the thumb and broken as hard as possible and they're and they're saying europe is going to be affected the most which i understand why because the people out here don't really have freedom versus in i'm just waiting to see what america does and waiting for america to get the results out of throwing out the mass mandates in particular states so gosh bless that and we'll see what what all comes from that but um, just a little example, like a little like piece of information I'd like to put out there. Okay, I want to use dentists as an example. So I 
first lived in the Netherlands and then I lived in the Czech Republic and I was going to the dentist out there and just like in America when I went into the dentist they told me I had a cavity and then they wanted to drill into my like face right away that day they're like we could fix this now and then it came to the point to where they kept telling me to come back and they kept drilling in my face and I was like this seems unnecessary that they're drilling into me so much so I wanted to get a second opinion and I was working in Prague and then I was told by somebody that had a really, really great dentist out in Czech that I should go to their dentist. And when I went to their dentist, their dentist explained dentistry to me. And also your, uh, like one of your friends mentioned this as well because they, they were into dental something as well. And they said how your body produces calcium. So if you have uh, cavities, you, the, a good dentist will tell you to come back in six to nine months to check on the cavity and see how it's evolved because cavities can refill themselves. So depending on where the dentist has learned their dentistry from, and when you learn something and you're told something that that's the truth and this is how it is, that's your that's your truth. That's your learning. And like so the learnings of the dentist in the Netherlands is vastly different than the dentist in the Czech Republic that have different ways of doing things. And it, that's their truths to different things i feel like you just so dropped if, a data bomb on me there yeah so if you're if you're taught the wrong way and that's the and this is the point about the difference between eastern and western medicine is if you're taught taught and told one thing one way that's what your belief is and you're you you stop learning beyond that point because you think that that's the finality of it and it's absolutely not and people don't understand that they're like these little small differences. And I was wondering why there's such a difference between the doctors in the Czech Republic and the doctors in the Netherlands. And that when I go to a doctor out here and I tell them the issue, they immediately fix it. They're like, here, take this ointment. It'll get rid of that rash. Here, take these pills. Da, 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 da. And it's instantly fixed when I go to a doctor out here. I'm in and out in one day with a uh, a solution to my problem in the Netherlands. I would have to go back. They wouldn't want to prescribe anything. And I, I talked to, I was talking to one of my doctors out here in Czech and I, w I was making the comparison that I compared it to communism because communism was in Czech Republic only about 30 years ago. And then I feel that the reason that the doctors help people more out here is because it's less about making money from the days of communism that you just help your kinsmen and you become a good doctor because that's what that's what you're supposed to do is if this is your job, you're going to do it right. Versus in the Netherlands, it's all about making money, having you come back and there's mislearnings for things. I think there's some truth to what you're saying, but I think a lot of people would argue that under extreme socialism or communism people take their jobs even less seriously and it almost is more about money and you can be on the no because then there's gonna like the ones that are gonna be good and be good at it is because it's from their heart but versus it's from their wallet more vocational like you mentioned um the hippocratic oath and it is there's something about jobs that take on a duty and it's not a job it's not something you just do Mm -hmm. for someone and they pay you it's something that has some modicum of respect and it, it has to have that level of respect or you don't get respectful people doing it mm -hmm. and i think with some jobs you start to lose the respect and it's a self-fulfilling cycle so if you don't have respect for teachers then less respectful people become teachers if you have no respect for cops then less respectful people become cops and so I would like to tell, <clears throat> I'm not going to say who it was, but I would like to tell a story that just affected me last night. So 
I had seen a performer friend of mine and I hadn't seen him in a while. I see him a few times a year and I saw him last week and he, so I'm going to tell you these stories step by step. So my friend has been affected. His family has been affected in three different ways from this COVID pandemic. And the first way that he was, it was affected was last year during a lockdown, his grandmother got really sick. She started like something got blocked in her stomach and like her shit was coming out of her mouth, essentially, like things were backing Good up and Lord. going in reverse. So that was pretty graphic. And yeah, no, it's a very serious thing. So they called the like they called the hospital and they said, please come get her. She needs help. And they said, we cannot due to the lockdown. She has to wait until next week. And that and within that week, she died. And they didn't take her to the hospital due to some fucking nonsense regulations when somebody was in need because of a fucking so-called pandemic. And then the next one, his aunt needed to get surgery. And before the doctors would do surgery on her, she had to convent or she had to um, uh, consent to getting the fucking vaccine before they would do surgery on her. And this is all in the UK, mind you. So in the UK, they wouldn't perform a life-saving surgery on somebody unless they got vaccinated, which just triple quadruples the potential of adverse effects. So those are the first two stories. So I saw him last week, didn't see him for a few days. And then I saw him again last night from when we're recording this episode. Last night I saw him again. And I saw him and I was like, hey, how are you? He's like, not good. I was like, what's wrong? He said, my aunt just died from the vaccine. And a different aunt of his, not the one that got surgery, but another aunt of his, because of her work, they suggested that she get the vaccine. So she she went in to get the vaccine. Six days later, she died. And that's from the first dose of the vaccine. So my personal friend has been affected by this COVID pandemic three different ways. So it's hitting a little close to home. So I'm getting a little passionate about it because I'm seeing it with my own eyes, the adverse effects. I'm not seeing the pandemic effects. I'm seeing the adverse effects from the pandemic. There's a huge difference. And people need to know that because this is really Getting real. serious, huh? Yeah, people are dying because they say people are dying, but they're not. <laughs> like, it's, it's such a huge... Like, what's going on is just... It's... They're really taking us away from being humans. You can't bury your dead. Anybody that dies in a hospital now, whether it's for COVID, from COVID or not, has to be put into a black bag and burned. You don't even get the opportunity to bid your 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 family farewell. Like, this is insane. This is insane. Like, my friends' families are being affected by this. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it because I'm seeing it with my own eyes and people need to open their fucking eyes and look around to what's going around them and they need to stop being so indifferent and they need to care about what they're putting into their body. Well, some people will and some people won't and some people, I mean, at what point, at what point do you start to do things? So so what I mean by that is I do maybe believe pub, pub passports and and music festivals is part of the propaganda. But mm-hmm. when it starts to happen, and some of it will, 
at what point do you expect everyone to either succumb or not succumb? Because some people are very indifferent. They might say, I don't need a vaccine. I don't need a vaccine at all. I'm 30 years old. I'm in good health. And I've seen the death rates. I'm, I'm moder moderately informed. I can see that I don't take vaccines for other things with this risk. Seems a bit odd to me. I don't want to do it. But at the same time, I don't believe this is bad for me. It's just another vaccine. I can go either way when they start banning me from going out with my buddies to the pub or wherever. And it's I'm, I'm really trying to ask, like, is the is the message or your idea? Don't do it. Unless you well, feel the, you that's want the, it. Like, okay. here's what's happening from all of this is there's such an ultimate divide. And like, and I feel like that's part of the intent, like that's part of the intentions of everything that's happening is they want us to be divided. They want us to feel like we're different from each other. Because when you're not, when you're divided, you're not together. And that's, that's really what they're going for as well. And. <laughs> but demoralization is the the ultimate goal you would say it's like i believe that too i mean uh yuri yuri bezhenov the russian soviet um defector he talked about all the the demoralization of a, of a society and he describes this a few decades ago and watching it now with hindsight <laughs> you see you see what he's talking about you see exactly his his thesis of how to demoralize and then rebuild a society. It's like playing out. It's so even you can get so deep with, the, with the COVID thing, you could get so deep with it, but then be like, no, it's all just part of a larger demoralization plan. And that one really, st uh, gets like sticks home with me because I, I watched his videos a good few years ago. But now it didn't have an instant effect on me. It was more academic, let's say. And now I do feel demoralized, even though I shouldn't. And I know I'm against it. And I know my life ain't so bad, actually. And I actually haven't been affected much at all. And I'm not suffering. In comparison. In comparison yeah. to most people. And I know the, the, the difference that this is having on But then why is this happening health, in Europe and not America? Health. Why is it just Europe that's completely oppressed? Like, what's the difference here? Because it is Europe that's completely oppressed right now. There's tyranny happening in the streets. I went to the square today and I saw 50 fucking police officers because just uh, they they altered the rules somehow. And now they're having people in the main town square checked for paperwork when you're just trying to go about your day. This is tyranny. Who, this is who insane. Who were they checking? Were they checking Everybody. everyone? Not like a specific They were stopping type. the cars in the square and the people on the, like, the sidewalks. And I was with Megan and I was like, we got to walk this way we got to walk this way and i was trying to avoid them on all costs because it was fucking and it wasn't terrifying just like white males or one type of person no no everyone okay. everyone and that's that's fucking scary man because they had it on the flow of traffic so going up the right side of the thing that's where like the stops were there was stops on the sidewalk and stops on the street and then the other side was flowing through to get because it was right before getting out of the square so if you enter the square you're fucked you're in the square you know so there's no getting out of there. Another thing I would like to bring up is um, 
I was talking to, so I, I just wanted to like point this out because I thought it was pretty amusing in a sense. So um, if, if people don't know what Sweden has been doing since the very beginning of this pandemic, Sweden opted for herd immunity. And it's actually been going super great up there. In Sweden, they haven't, they haven't done any lockdowns. They haven't done any curfews. They haven't done anything to change their normal society. And in fact, it was uh, about a month ago, they released a statement saying, they released a study saying, masks are not good for you. You shouldn't wear them. They, they cut off your oxygen. They cut off this. Like, like wearing masks for long periods of time are not good for you. We're telling our people, don't wear the masks. And then um, there was even a kid in school and like this just happened, a kid that went to school and their parents wanted the kid to wear a mask in school and the school said, we don't consent to this. You have to bring your kid home because this is child abuse in our eyes and we're not going to be a part of this. If you want your child to be that way, then you can keep him at home for that. Well, of course they would say that. They're the whitest of all the whites and they're the worst type of people. Are they? Yeah. We'll see. They're terrible. I don't know. They're... Ugh. Populations are changing. But anyway, that's a hot topic for another time. So what I just thought it was funny timing because two weeks later after Sweden released that thing, the Czech Republic said that people either need to wear a ventilator or two masks. After two weeks respirator. after... It, a respirator, sorry. Um, the, so right after Sweden says, don't wear masks, they're bad for you. The Czech Republic, just south of there, says that you have to wear a respirator or two masks. And then in the Netherlands, at first they said, no, don't wear masks, like they're not good for you. But now they're saying, yeah, the masks aren't good for you, but you got to wear them anyway. So I'm just saying, like, what the fuck is going on out here that's so different than the rest of the world? Because, like, America seems to be doing pretty fine with all of this. Well, I actually think your question does have a simplistic answer. I mean, if I wasn't (laughs) going into any particular crazy theories it's the idea of of freedom in america is very unique this idea Mm -hmm. of real freedom is is and people should know this i have a lot of respect for america that i never used to have yeah uh, same i didn't even understand what american pride was until recently yeah i used to think the dumb redneck the dumb yankee doodle waving a flag firing his gun maybe accidentally shooting his dog because that's the the stereotype of everyone have a have a laugh at america just like every every country has its stereotype i think but the truth is you never really learn about what makes america kind of special in its constitution and how it's formed and and the attitude that was born within the people that that is fundamentally different to to everywhere else and in some respect that's amazing because they, they have this idea of liberty in this in their heart that i think a lot of people don't really respect at the same time they can't name a fucking country anywhere on a map no and that's you know the there thing. is there is like a payoff like you're so narcissistic as a as a state to some degree that you don't know where you can't do geography you don't know where things are like you're very ignorant as a, as a people but that's not our fault. That's Compared. the indoctrination of oh. our schooling system and our society. No, I'm just saying what it is, what it is. I mean, it is. Like, Americans are the, probably the most They wanted us to Western. be dumb, and, like, they, mm. they, they integrated that into our society really early on. They started modifying the foods. They started modifying what people would see and on the media and on television shows and indoctrinating them with these ideas of what their life should be in America, the American dream. 
and they created this nonsense illusion. However, the American dream is real. And I, di I didn't understand what American pride was for so long because it's some like freedom is something that you're born with and you don't understand it until you understand it. And that's what my perception of American pride is now is that we are born with a sense of liberty and freedom that unless you're born with it, you won't understand it and you won't know why you're so proud or like where this tenacity of the American spirit comes from because you're born with it. And, and, and I didn't understand it until recently and now I can finally put it into words. And it's such a beautiful, unique thing that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world that I've ever seen. And that is worth fighting tooth and nail for. And that's why I feel like I'm, I'm in Europe now is because Europe is going to be one of the most oppressed places because look at just south of us in a Africa. Everything's open. Everything's normal there. I just talked to my friend that was in Ghana and he said like, yeah, there was no COVID, nothing out there. It was amazing. It was so good to get back to reality. Come in on, world. you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Up in Sweden, it's so cold. The virus just freezes. And down south that, in Africa, But they say that's so when hot. the virus spreads more. No, no, when it's Sweden cold. <laughs> oh, and I would like to make I would like to make a quick other point about Sweden. So I've also seen in the media that they put out news articles saying, oh, Sweden and their herd immunity isn't working. Mass numbers of cases being reported. And I actually have a lot of friends in Scandinavia, in Sweden, and I go to them directly and I'm like, hey, can you help me research like what these numbers are about? about and then we find out it's the record of how many sick people were in hospitals in Sweden and they're completely warping the numbers again propaganda in media misinformation a lot of primary twisting, sources from you today. Twi twisting the numbers to Ben and, and media is very regional so then Europe is getting fed that it's not working in Sweden but then when I call my friends in Sweden they're like no 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 no, no. here's the real story so this what is something is that people need to be story? aware of as well what is the real story though maybe we're missing something maybe sweden is the most corrupt of them all <laughs> maybe the swedish press making us all look like fools so it's just them not the rest of the world <laughs> i'm saying what if half of the swedish population has just been because why would not choose sweden for the first but round who cares about Sweden? Friends. No offense, Sweden. I've, I have three friends that I've been keeping in regular communication with since the beginning of this. And yeah, <laughs> pay, paid agents. Yeah, but everybody's going to work. Nothing's been closed. Everything's fine. Just like everywhere else, if everybody just continued to go to work. And it's propaganda out the fucking wazoo. Here's another example of it. And again, I'm doing all of, I'm doing this research myself or through people that I trust. And as soon as I heard that Canada got hit because I heard about what happened to the doctor's union out there or whatever like it's called and that they had an agenda for 2021 and holy fuck agenda 21 and an agenda dun, 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 for dun. 2021 <laughs> jesus christ it's too much it's too much <laughs> dun, 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 dun. so after i heard that and then uh some of the cities that they quoted were specific cities that i had friends in they're like oh these hospitals are overrun and i would even see people comment on the things on facebook and i would click on the profiles of like everybody that thinks that covid isn't real i just want you to know that my mother died from it now my father's in the hospital for it but then if you click on their profiles 
they're they're just hollow profiles with no pictures of people, just memes and shit like that. I myself have seen fake fucking propaganda profiles making comments on COVID articles for Canada in cities I don't know. where my friends live. Let me finish. And I've asked my friends in those cities. I'm like, hey, I heard that COVID's really bad there now. And I heard that the hospitals are overrun. And I'm even seeing people on Facebook confirming it. Will you do me a favor and go to at least two hospitals in your area and look at the parking lot and look inside and see if it looks different? And my friend, sure as shit, makes a video, pulls up to the hospital. He's like, well, everything looks fine out here. Let's mm. go inside. And this has been done. And the hospitals I know, but are I'm not, not buying overrun. that. I'm not buying that level of argument because on its so face... So they say value, hospitals are hey, shut hey, down and they're not? Hey, I'm not, I'm not making an argument for the levels of anything. I'm making an argument against that being an indication of hospitals being underwhelmed. Because if, when a... When a when a government says the hospitals are overwhelmed, what they're typically going to mean is that the resources they have in specific areas, i.e. virus protection, prevention, and, and treatment, are overwhelmed, right? So if you go to an emergency room during a pandemic, it's going to be less. It's going to be less. The, car, the, the, the parking lot is going to be less used. People are not going to get in accidents as much because they're not playing sports and they're not traveling as much. They're not driving as much. So there's less accidents in general. The people who may have went to the emergency room, admittedly dumb people because you shouldn't go unless you need to, but maybe cuts will do something at home or see a family doctor. So of course, like hospitals are going to be quiet, but it doesn't mean that it's not overwhelmed in the capacity that they're referring to, which is where they need things in ventilators. And I'm not making an argument for that. I'm sure, just sure. saying I don't really buy this. I've come down to the hospital. But the it's point empty. Is, is that they're making propaganda out of it to scare people and they're fear mongering people. And that's what I'm against is the fact that they're making it seem like the hospitals are so overwhelmed by this, that, and the other. I agree When with in that. reality, they've been ordering, they've been pre-ordering things since 2018 in a lot of places. But that's cool. We'll skip that part. And that hospitals should, like have every year a flu season and an influx of things that they should be ready for. It's fear-mongering propaganda that's getting jammed down people's throats. And that's what I have a problem with. So that's what I was more looking for an indicator for. I understand what you're talking about when it comes to resources, but come on, these are modern countries. Let's be real about this. I try to measure everything, and it's, there's, without doubt, you know, I can say, fully in, there's something going on, but there's so many different aspects you can pick away at that there's no way that the, let's say, official narrative of of COVID is the case. It's it's too absurd um, with all the different, once you just start thinking about it, where data comes from, the different influences those data sources are under. It's too complex to just, to accept that it is what it is. But, you know, there, there are people, and I know people, you've mentioned a few people you know. I know people who work in hospitals and have very close relatives who work in hospitals. And they testify that they were overworked, overstressed. And while I said to them, 
I said, in a real pandemic, a pandemic that's unprecedented, where you close down the world for a year, you you change everybody's lives. In a pandemic like that, I said, I shouldn't see as many TikTok nurses dancing. And not because people shouldn't have fun while they're at work and take a moment off from the horror if, if that's what it is of death. That's not what I'm saying. It's because when I see 12 people dancing in perfect sync, I know they practiced a long time. I know when I see 12 hip bops and a knee flick, I was like, they didn't just do this on their break. Mm-hmm. And you, you also want to tell me that this is the, the craziest pandemic and something that's worthy of changing almost every aspect life and, and facet aspect of, re- of our reality. Of yeah. reality. But <clears throat> in this pandemic, our ground zeros of the hospitals, these nurses are doing what? <laughs> so that's my problem. So if you are someone who does a few TikTok videos, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily having, having a go at you. But when I see that, you know that people can't just dance together. That's a lot of time spent, which means it isn't so fucking bad because people don't do that. People don't do that on ground zero. Mm -hmm. So I know something's going on. I know something's wrong. I think some people I know say they were overwhelmed and overworked. And in some respects, there has to be something... Well, because I do definitely believe that there was a virus that was released to the public that wasn't there before that did have a tiny bit of an influx with things, but it was a much smaller influx than people give it credit for. And also, like, look at where it came into Europe first. It hit Italy first. And in Italy, most of their population is old people. All of the young people leave Italy to work and then go back later. But, like, and where it hit in the south of Italy is where, like, the oldest people are there. So, like, when it hit the south of Italy and a bunch of people died, they're not taking into consideration that a large amount of Italy's population is very, like, out of skewed compared to Mm -hmm. the countries around it because of the young people leaving because of, like, how the government has run out there. And I have a lot of... And I have a lot of friends in Italy and I've learned a little bit about their government and it is pretty flunk and flunked for their people, you know? It's not, like, it doesn't really benefit their people a lot. So that's that's another thing that people don't take into consideration. When it did come out to Europe, of course that's where it's going to hit first. Right, okay. I feel like this is another perfect moment, what you just said there. Europe, of course it's going to hit there first. And we've done almost another hour, and I feel like we haven't even started to to even breach the idea of understanding what the hell's going on. So if there is a part three, and that's not guaranteed at all at this point, it, Do we will, want to be, talk? it will be Europe, and why is Europe first? Um, do we want to talk about the tests at all? Like, further than the fact that they're super flawed? <laughs> Part three. PCR testing. Wait, no, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I want to continue on the Europe thing. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she's got fire. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Okay, wait. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> no, like, Europe is such an example that, like, there's things that are happening out here that aren't happening in the rest of the world. So the reality that's going on out here is only the reality that's here. It's not the reality that's in the rest of the world. Like, it's extra nuts what's going on out here. And... I don't know, this, like, 
I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in this battle. And okay, we don't need a part three. I'm going to wrap it up with this. I'm going to wrap it up in these words that I've been saying a lot lately. I feel like we're in a spiritual battle right now because everybody feels it, but you can't exactly explain it with your words. What's going on. It's so hard to talk in words with what's going on in the world with this pandemic, with the, uh, the so-called vaccine. And I've been telling people that this is a spiritual battle because you can't say it with words, but you feel it in your heart that something's not right. You feel it in your heart that you're being lied to and that the media is not correct and that you're being indoctrinated with things that aren't right. And that's why I call this a spiritual battle. And I just, I feel like I'm in exactly the right place because I was born a free American with that essence inside of myself and I feel like Europe is the front lines of this spiritual battle where the, like there is the most oppression and this is the most affected and this is supposed to be one of the most modern advanced places in the world yet there's so many places that are less advanced that are so much less affected by this and there has to be some kind of reason for that so I feel like I'm a warrior on the front fucking front lines of a spiritual battle and it's happening here in Europe and Europe's going to be hit the hardest and we have to do something about it. I believe America, she'll be all right. She's got this. She's got a bunch of crazy, proud people there. America's going to be all right, but Europeans need to be aware more than ever. And I demoralized. I feel like I'm here to like fight for everybody that I can. You're so. here to moralize. <laughs> moralize us. <laughs> like we're like, we're both like, social justice warriors yeah. on our <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I would describe ourselves as we need more justice <laughs> socially yeah um, don't let go of whatever freedom you have it's was, it's worth holding on to I think you already said it well um I think that's it I think a lot of people's feelings have have, have changed so radically over the last year that people susceptible to be told a lot of things you know you feel a certain way and you go this isn't right and you go no it's just you know the, the world's a bit crazy right now and you look out your window and it is different and your life's been different so you can't really place things in context anymore and and thus paradigms shift so quickly to something two years ago where if you said to someone if you need you know you need a passport to say you've taken a shot and everyone has to take it. A lot of people would say, we've never had that before. I mean, vaccines are, I've got a vaccine. I don't need you to get one. In America, you get to choose uh, if your kids are going to go into yeah. school vaccinated or not. I know it's a year later. It's a year later. And it's, it's, it's a given now that people will just be like, Hey, just take, just take it. Come along with us. I can't come. That, that airline won't have me. They oh. won't, they won't take me. So oh, this, just take that's it, just why, take it. Just that's why I say stop it's a being spiritual so, battle. Stop being so difficult. Why do you always have to fight things? Oh, I'm not doing it just to fight, but I, I don't want to take it. Oh, you've always been difficult. And then the social pressure begins. The physical pressure, the economic pressure. So I just want people to know that you're not alone if you do feel that way. And like... I've, <laughs> you're, you're not alone. Okay. Well, we're going to do, our next episode is definitely going to be on uh, moralizing. The opposite of, de we're not going to be demoralized. We're going to be moralized. We'll, we'll spin it around for we're the gonna, next We're going to be enthusiastic, so. But I, I just want to leave this last note. Like, uh, if anybody does share 
or is questioning anything, I just want you to know you're not alone. And this is, this is a spiritual battle and we're like a bunch of us are in this together. So we like, we'll stick together. And even if we're the majority, the minority, whatever, like we're not alone. And, and, and if you do prescribe to the idea of the vaccine, like I also understand where you're coming from. And I understand that you do want you, you probably want it for your safety. You probably want it to get back to not your a life. bad person. And yeah. And, and I, I don't judge or, I mean, you, you do for... judge. We do judge, but I think a, a lot of the problems of, of today are people attributing malice. So when people do things, they assume that that person has a, a has a desire to hurt and and make people suffer, and that's usually not true. And sometimes yeah. it is true, and people have personality defects that they. I just use, understand but... where like the they're coming from. Yeah, I... most people do want the best for themselves and the people around them, and. We can disagree on what we think that's what that's about and what the right answer is. But it takes a lot to admit, you know, to really decide that someone's probably got malice in their heart. And most people don't. Right. Mm, I would like to think not for sure. That was moralizing. (laughs) So we could leave it there. That'll do for now. (laughs) See you later. If you made it through an entire episode of Natasplat, well done you. You can find more of us all over the internet and at natasplat.com.